0: Welcome to Wax Tafel, Episode Forty-One. I'm your host Wax here with my co-host Ads, as always. Also, Buddhist Keith in the background, keeping everything sounding good. Ads, congratulations!
1: Thank you. Um, as a, what happened as today? a proud propensity of the We movement of fandom, We signed um, fan favorite, club legend, and maybe soccer legend, Cristiano Ronaldo. And by we, I mean Manchester United signed him today in the wee morning hours of uh, of Sydney. So that's what happened. And I'm pretty excited. At the same... You, you know what? I, I would have been... Hmm, it's kind of a weird one because the thing is, what makes it sweeter is the fact that he was he was pushed heavily as going to Manchester City, uh, long-time rivals, and Keith's fandom of choice. Um, and taking him away from them makes it worth it, even if he sucks. Just the fact that he didn't go to them makes it worth it. Even if he got injured first game, out for a whole year, doesn't matter. I don't think it matters at this point. I think that's how important well, that signing was. Well,
0: I guess that's true because haven't you guys been losing to Manchester City in terms of the signing wars or just in terms of anything like basically, anytime you have a fight for relevance, you always lost to Manchester City for the last—I don't know, like five, six years, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so I'm just—I want to say for me, I'm not a Manchester United fan, but I when I saw the news, I was really happy because, and it was—I was irrationally happy for it because I, I like the idea in sports that you come home, right? it's it's the it's, it's when sports becomes like a, a sports anime. Because usually in sports, when you, when you look at how things go, it's always about who can give you the most money. It's always about, you know, where can I further my career the most? It's always about very selfish and understandably selfish things. Like, you know, like the, the athlete has no obligation to be altruistic or be sentimental. So on the few times when the sentimental incentives and the financial incentives align it it feels really really sweet, you know. It's like when you know LeBron James went back to Cleveland. Even if you weren't a Cleveland fan or LeBron fan, you sort of saw that and it was like, "Wow, this is uh this is out of a movie. This is out of a out of an anime," and you felt really good about it. So Ronaldo coming back to Manchester United after ten plus years, it, it for me, uh, yeah, I was really happy about it
1: too. Yeah, so. and the other thing is, of course, is why some people were not host, not completely sold on the move for for Ronaldo was the fact that. You know, as a team, Manchester United they've they've done they've done really well in the they've done not, I wouldn't say really well, sorry, but they've made finals. You know, they made the Europa League finals two years in a row, lost it. They um they came second in the EPL last year. Um, you know, and they've they've signed very good players: Varane, Sancho. You know, like they've done some signings: Bruno earlier last year. Um, so so it's not like the team is bad per se. But if you look at the team he could have went to, Manchester City, who almost everybody says is the you know by far the favorite to win the EPL. Nothing's ever like guaranteed in the EPL, but they're big favorites. You know they won the league by a ridiculous amount of points last year. I think it might have been the biggest points difference in in the history of the EPL. Um, they kept, went to the final of the Champions League, which is a, a bigger arena than the Europa League by far. Um, you know they. They made it to finals. Uh Did they win the FA Cup? I think they won the FA Cup or the League Cup. I'm not sure. Um, but like they, they, they're consistently making it to big finals. They're consistently fighting for the highest accolades. And, and Ronaldo at 36, turning on 37, is a person who cares about those accolades, right? I think one of Ronaldo's biggest t- driving factors is the fact that he, not just personally, is behind uh, Messi in terms of uh, team accolades, but also personally on the. Um, like the individual accolades of the Ballon d'Or, which he might end up either two or three, but I forget if he's two behind now and going on three if Messi wins this year, which is likely, um, or three behind if Messi wins this year. But regardless, he's behind, right? And if he's if he wants to get that, the easiest way to get that is win Champions League, because if you win the Champions League, you're in you're in the big shout. So going to to United is a bit of a question mark. Where we're not guaranteed to win the we're not guaranteed to win the league. We're not guaranteed to do extremely well in the Champions League. I think we'll do better with the signs we've done, but it's not like we're guaranteed. guarantee, we're a shoe-in. Or even a high chance. So yeah, it will be interesting to see how that works out.
0: Right, right. So so if you look at those incentives on the surface, at least right now, it does seem like he made a sentimental choice, not a not a practical career choice. He did he didn't make himself selfish choice, it seems on surface. But of course, I feel like, you know, the more information we get behind the scenes, it'll, it'll, it'll probably be one of those cases where it was actually a little bit of both. He had a little of sentiment, but there's probably some very good practical reasons why you wanted Manchester United. Probably Juventus, you know, Manchester United was more willing to give them the money they wanted. And maybe there's some other things going on behind the scenes at Manchester City. Maybe they weren't as interested as we assumed. But regardless, you know, like, we can put that aside.
1: It, I think it it's just, it's funner. a funner. I think it's funner to have the facts as they are now. With the whole so Alex Ferguson cause, you know, Ronaldo, he says, lad, in a Scottish accent, but I'm not going to try a Scottish accent right now. He says, lad, don't do it. Don't go to city. I'm like your father to you. You know, Ronaldo obviously having his father die at a, at a young age. um, And so Alex Ferguson, he's always said he's been his second father. Calling him up in the night, you know, in the middle of the night. Don't do it. Don't go to city. Come to United, I'll get you to sign with them. Don't worry. It's just funnier that way. Not funnier, but it's like more entertaining that way than if we find out that hey, City actually weren't going to pay the twenty million dollars transfer fee that Juventus wanted. You know, like leave a little bit of a a little bit of a a lure for the fans to dream of. You know.
0: Yeah, and and this is like a this is only this is a no lose situation, right? Because at this point in Ronaldo's career, I feel like no one has huge expectations for him. If if he if he completely sucks and he's over the hill right now i don't think the fans will be mad right because uh, because the team was already not in a great place anyway i mean it, you know manchester united is it's like a top 6 team in, in the epl so even if even if they just tread water that's i don't think anyone has like high expectations so basically you can only win here if if fernando is, isn't great then whatever you know he he's old and he was he was supposed to fall off but you get the sentimentality of him being back and if he's good, then, then that's just a bonus. If he's actually good, and he's like he's someone who moves the needle, who makes a difference. In that case, you know, then that's that's just uh, that's free money. So this is like, yeah, it just like a rare no lose situation for
1: free United. Did you see that paper, that article that Ronaldo kanga he's number seven?
0: Uh yeah, I did see that, but it but it seemed like basically just clickbait because isn't ba- so basically the rule in EPL is that. You can't uh, take over a number that someone already has on your team unless the, unless the Premier League gives you a special exception and uh, is number qu- CR.
1: So- not quite. It's if some You can't take over a number from a person on your team if the season's already started. If it was in between seasons, then who would have been able to do that without the Premier League giving an exception? And that also means that um, Cavani has to give up the number seven.
0: Right, Edison Cavani has seven, but... I, I thought the assumption was basically that this is just someone put this out there as like, oh, that's interesting. But everyone assumes that the Premier League is just going to say, yeah, sure, like you know, we'll, we'll give you the special exception
1: because, like, yeah, like how how Messi got special exceptions to get the number thirty in in right. the French league, even though that number is reserved for keepers only. Right, but it's it, Messi, it right? Like, it. like you. it's Messi. <laughs>
0: Exactly, he's he's your biggest star. Like Ronaldo is now. Wait, is he actually the? So I haven't been keeping up with uh, you know, like how people are perceived in English soccer. But Ronaldo is like once again immediately the biggest star in England, right? That's like 100%. automatic
1: straight away. It's automatic. yeah,
0: right. So so they're gonna give him. It's basically up to Cavani, really. Like, if, 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 and I I don't know much about Cavani's personality, but I imagine like is he a diva? I, I don't really know. Like, is he's there any not, chance that he, he won't give it
1: up? He's been known never to be a diva, but he's. He, it's been kind of like his wife is the diva kind of thing, of the and she runs the show. I think she's she's not. I don't know if she's his agent, but like she has big control over his career. Um. Anyways, Cavani's in Uruguay right now for some personal things, and I mean, I mean, what will happen?
0: Look, look, what will happen is like Nike will just pay. I don't know if they'll they'll just Adidas, pay.
1: Adidas.
0: Uh, oh, oh, he's on Adidas now. What is this? What
1: is that? Ronaldo is under Nike, but it's the United. I thought you were talking about the United jersey makers. Adidas
0: no, no, no. I was going to say like the people who, who, who back Ronaldo, Nike, are just going to like give yeah, okay, yeah. Cavani some money under the table and say, hey, hey, just, just give, give up your number so we can keep mm-hmm. doing this CR7 oh. marketing. Yeah, yeah. And it'd yeah. be easy. He, there's so many ways to mask that. They can just say randomly, like it, whenever Cavani's current contract is up with whoever sponsors him, they can okay. say, oh, we're, 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 we're signing Edison Cavani and we're going to give him a giant contract. And they're like, oh, and people will be like, why did that happen?
1: Yeah, I guess that could happen. Like, like, I don't expect it to be a major issue, but it is an issue, you know what I mean? And it, it would be funny if yeah. both Ronaldo and Messi changed clubs. Messi's one's obviously a bit bigger because he'd been at Barcelona his entire life. But Ronaldo also has the sentiment of coming back to his home team. Well, not his original team, but the team that made him famous. Um, and both of them not having their number, like having their their iconic number 10 for Messi and iconic number 7 for Ronaldo. Which should happen once for Ronaldo after United, for a year he had number nine at um at Real Madrid, and I always found that weird when I used to see Ronaldo in a number nine. But yeah, it's a little interesting I, tidbit.
0: So I gotta just ask you. Um, so I, I feel like uh, for this so far, I've been more a little bit more emotional than you, or a little. I've been a bit more. I feel like I've been the more enthusiastic one about this, and I, and you're the Manchester United fan, so you got to tell me about you, your memories of like watching Renato, young Ronaldo play in United and what this means to you. Because you've been so far, I feel like you've been trying to be unemotional and reserved because if you get that, your expectations get ahead of you, you'll be disappointed. You know, it's the thing that fans do, right? They intentionally stay mm-hmm. a little bit reserved because they don't want to get crushed by their own expectations. But you know, just just, you just give some of your feelings to me here.
1: Okay, so here's the thing, right? Um, when I first heard the news, I wasn't ecstatic. Most, I was more ecstatic about the fact that City don't get him, right? And then I started, I jumped on Reddit. You know, I was reading the comments. You know, and I was starting to get, I was starting to get G'd Up, I was like, ah, you know, Ronaldo. And then, as the, it's been like about ten, almost ten hours since the news dropped, um, I was thinking about how he fits into the United team. And right now, assuming everybody's healthy, we would have a front three of uh, uh, Rashford on the left. Cavani in the middle, and Sancho on the right, right? And there's interchangeable parts of that. There's Martial, who can play with striker and left wing. There's Pogba, um, who's been playing left wing sometimes. Right wing, we can drop Greenwood in. Greenwood can also play striker left wing. He can play all positions. Um, and then you have, a, a behind the him, you have um, Bruno Fernandes, who's like a floating player, who doesn't really have a position to say. Uh, so if you think about the um, the team, that team, and then you think about where Ronaldo will play. Now, Ronaldo basically plays as a shadow striker, but he basically only play, He plays on the left wing. He's a left winger. In, in terms of position-wise, where he actually plays on the field, he plays at left wing. Where he actually plays on the game is different. Um, so that means you're sacrificing Rashford, who is injured right now and will be injured for a few months. Rashford's a big player for United. How do you fit Rashford and... Uh, and Cristiano Ronaldo into the team? Well, the answer to that is probably... Ronaldo is 36. You know he's not going to play every game. There's going to be enough games for Rashford, but it still feels a bit disheartening, right? And then you got to think about okay, Ronaldo won't press a lot anymore. We already have Pogba, who's not who's he's infamous for having a low defensive rate. That means that other players need to catch up for him. And it's it's about the balance of your team, and it's something that Juventus had a problem with. Um, whether we can match that balance while also keeping while also keeping Rashford, who is basically the the new face of the club, right? The new Ronaldo, if you say, if you will, I guess in terms of ability, Bruno is ahead of him, but in terms of like being an, a Manchester boy, you know, coming up through the ranks, um, is a, is an Englishman, obviously, there's a big, a bigger fan base for him there. So it's about balancing that while also balancing, you know, Rashford's growth. Rashford's like 22, 23, something like that. So he's not old. So that's why, that's my reservation. My reservations aren't that I don't think Ronaldo will be good. I think Ronaldo's, a legend, like he, he will score goals. Fear not, he will score goals. That's not the problem. I'm thinking about the other players around him. That's what I'm worried about. That's where my reservations hold. But that being said, if Ronaldo comes on, he probably won't play this week. But next week he plays and he scores a hat trick, then I'm gonna shut the fuck up and I'm still. I'm gonna take out my Ronaldo jersey from the from the closet and put it on. It won't fit me because it's from 2007. But um, and I'll run around the house like I did when I was a kid.
0: Yeah, but I find it surprising that that's where your mind went first. Don't you know you went first to the analytical side, the football side? Didn't you like have an initial burst of just pure sentiment, of pure nostalgia? Like, you didn't have any of that?
1: Yeah, no. At first, I did have that. Of course, like well, when because what happened was my friends were doing up the Manchester City signing. They'd put um, they'd put pictures of, of like a fake scoreline where it was Manchester United versus Manchester City, and Manchester City won Manchester United nil, and it, it just writes. Cristiano Ronaldo, ninety fourth minute goal, as the winner, and I was like, boys, it's gone too far. I can't, I can't imagine this. It would break my heart if I ever saw this. And another one of my United friends was also, um, he was, he was like, I'm, re- I'm ready to burn my Ronaldo. This kid was like a Ronaldo, like fan of Ronaldo himself. You know what I mean? Like he's the biggest Ronaldo fan I know. And he was, he was getting annoyed. Like he was like, if this happens, I'm not, I'm gonna throw away my Ronaldo jersey. I'm gonna burn it. Uh, and then. He was on Discord last night, and when the news started to leak out, he was standing there. Him and his brother were just standing on the computer, and he was just pressing refresh until somebody announced the news. Just refresh every thirty seconds. It's like, "I need to see it. I need, I'm not going to sleep until I see it." So there is that fandom, obviously, that you have. Yeah, but I guess
0: because uh, I feel like I'm I'm not hearing much of like two thousand seven ads right now. I, just, I feel like very. am all I'm hearing is scary. very. Yeah, I'm hearing, I'm hearing I'm only jaded, jaded modern-day ads.
1: That's what I'm saying. We need the hat-trick from Ronaldo in his next game, and then all will all be right. forgotten. There will be no analytics. All Dreams can't you, be why, you, you know?
0: Do you not have a favorite Ronaldo memory from, from your youth? The one. That, well, wait, wait. Who was your favorite fan uh, during that initial, that, that great Manchester United run back in the uh, 2000s?
1: So I had two favorite players. See, the mm-hmm. thing is, I've never been pulled towards the superstar player.
0: So it wasn't Ronaldo. Okay.
1: Yeah, I like the players who are who who are like me on the football pitch. Who don't Owen have Hargreaves. Yeah,
0: Owen Hargreaves.
1: <laughs> I, no, I like Carrick. Carrick was my favorite. Oh, okay, so I don't have a Ronaldo jersey, but I have a Carrick jersey. Oh, okay. okay. Um. Yeah. So I like Carrick. I, I, my my most infamous memory, and I think an infamous memory for anyone my age for United was um the Rooney overhead kick to beat Man City. Uh, that was like I watched it at like 2 a.m. in the morning. I started yelling in the house. My well, dad almost bashed me. Um, that's my like favorite favorite memory from that era. I think that's a bit after Ronaldo would have left. It would have been like two thousand eleven or something like that. That's one mm-hmm. of my favorite memories. But my Ronaldo memories definitely come honestly. A lot of my Ronaldo memories are a bit bittersweet because we got destroyed by um by Barcelona. In his, I think in his last game. <laughs> so yeah, that was a fun one.
0: Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest, most of my memories of Ronaldo and Manchester United are him going down the sideline and just throwing up a cross that no one did anything with. So so most of my sentimentality with Ronaldo on Manchester United is just, it's just the I like the narrative. I like the idea of someone going home because it never happens. Like I said, it rarely happens in sports. It almost always happens after a guy is really, really washed up. And they had no other options. And this is still, you know, Ronaldo, with some options, choosing to go home over, you know, he, you know, ostensibly, I imagine he had more competitive options, like you said. Like, like Manchester City on paper would have been the one that would have won him more trophies. So I just I just like the narrative more than I like the player. He was never like my favorite player back in the day. I just like this as for sports, you know, like the idea of sports, it's it's always so cold and cynical, right? It's always based around money and there's no loyalty and there's no real romance that we that we want to have. So I just appreciated it for, for it being this, the fans got what they wanted for
1: once. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a bit of a romance in, in the whole story, right? Like, you know, you got Ronaldo, favorite son of the team, coming back, age 36, you know, he's won it all with, uh, with Real Madrid, he's won and I guess the question was that, would Ronaldo continue on his um tear of trying to win at a championships with every single club in the top five, well, I guess. Man, um, I, I, wouldn't even
0: say this like not a bit. This is like probably in terms of, like a feel good story. As like in, so obviously, I feel like I guess like Leicester City winning the league was the best feel good story in the last like ten years as a team. But individually, I I can't think of like much that's ah oh, th- th- that's that's better. I guess like Zidane coming back to Real Madrid and succeeding as a coach sort of fits in there maybe, but. And that's that's different though. That that that's coaching, right? A lot of players come back to double teams and coach. Like that's like actually kinda common. Like it's not well it's not like uncommon I should say. But I say for like a player doing this, this is like insane. Like well, that's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think I can't really think of many. Um yeah. yeah, like it's it's exciting. It is exciting. Um, but for the club, you know? It's 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 exciting for the club more than it is for our results, right? Like
0: Right. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard it's a good to say
1: story. how good the story would be on the field, but in terms of bef- before the field, and again, I'm I'm saying this as if uh, I won't be celebrating for another score of goal in this first game, because I will be. Um, but yeah, it's funny. Right. I, I don't
0: know. I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed that you, the Manchester United fan, are so jaded that you can't. Yeah, you're appreciating the Dude. off the field aspect less than i am like i, I i'm fully relishing this off the field story it, it, it's just it's just so perfect
1: so Dude, good we just drew with southampton i don't know if there's much yeah. i can be having you all, right, all
0: right you you have more pressing issues in the present i guess yeah. is that, that's what they're saying mm-hmm. so 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 obviously it's it's hard to talk about Ronaldo uh and Without, well, I guess I guess you could. I thought I thought this was interesting in terms of how it was being reported worldwide because, so I can understand why sports outlets would want to not mention the rape allegation that happened in 2019, but I was kind of interested in seeing that other outlets that considered themselves, you know, quote unquote, more responsible, like the New York Times, or you know, were talking were reporting the story without mentioning, by the way. Uh you know Ronaldo, he faced a rape allegation in uh in 2017. I think I, I forgot what it, when it was, but uh, yeah, not that long ago and um yeah I thought, that, I thought that was curious in terms of how the media decided to handle this. I guess the sports media decided that once in 2019, uh, the Las Vegas courts in America decided the prosecutors said, "Hey, you know we, we can't prosecute this criminal charge we're gonna, we're gonna drop it." Did, did they decide that it didn't happen like Is, is that what happened to like the, the European sports
1: media? I think um, it's weird. It's a weird one because the the bigger once you get into the argument, right? Like, h- how how far do you take something that gets dropped? Like, in general, this is not just talking about Ronaldo, but like, how far do you take something that never gets proven, right? Or the, and not only does get proven, it doesn't get taken to court. You know how much how much credence do you lay to it? Uh-huh. That's not to say that this is you know a false claim or anything like that, but I'm just saying like, when when, when do you draw the line and saying okay? This was an allegation. It never went anywhere. We don't mention it anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, wh- what's the what's the um what's the barrier of entry to mentioning this story, and what's the barrier of exit? I don't know. <laughs> you know what's the exit uh, that you where you, where it's no longer relevant.
0: Right, and for me, I think this was particularly interesting because this was like I was reading the New York Times, and the New York Times is not a. It's very, very not sports centered. Like they, they barely have sports people on, st- on staff. But and and they made a point that you know when they're doing sports stories in the past, they make sure you know to bring this stuff up because they consider themselves you know a quote unquote responsible outlet. And I thought that I was kind of curious that they didn't bring it up in this case. And maybe that was just you know this particular editor's quirk or this particular writer's quirk that they didn't include it in there. So I thought, oh, you know, I, so I, I was wondering whether this was just me not being up on the news, like. Was this case um, proved well to be uh, not as convincing than, than some other allegations? To the point that they don't have to mention it like, again, I haven't kept up on like the allegations as closely as, as some other uh, American sports allegations. But, like, have you? So, for example, like, do you know what's happening with Deshaun Watson? Have you heard of that name? No, okay, so that's so that, that's like a American football quarterback. And Did he, he had no he didn't kill he didn't kill anyone, but uh, okay, so that, was, uh, he, so that was one, but, right? But but he but he uh yes. well not a quarterback, but uh, in, in any case. Yeah, but, but Deshaun Watson, um, he has like some like, twenty plus cases or twenty plus people accusing him of some kind of uh, sexual assault, sexual harassment. And by the and these are all just allegations right now, but because it's so many whenever he's in the news, it, it basically has to be mentioned as like a first line thing. Like, you know, Deshaun Watson, who, by the way, is facing 20 plus charges of sexual harassment, sexual assault. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you bring up a good question. Like, what, like what is the point where, you know, it serves the public interest to always bring this up with someone's name? And, you know, what's the point where you can, you can, I don't know if the word appropriate is correct, but you can, it, it is appropriate not to mention this uh, unproved claim, out of courtesy to this person, because because it, it is a courtesy, basically, right? Like you you don't yeah you, you don't bring up every, like every allegation against someone just because it's a serious allegation. It has to have some sort of like credence to
1: it. So, hmm. um, it's a, it's a, definitely a hard one. I think it's something that people are learning about more. Like I I, I guess the um the book. Hasn't been written on this on how this is dealt with, right? Especially with things like um, rape allegations, which are be- being taken more seriously than ever before. There's obviously work still to be done with it, but um, right. Like and I, and I guess, sports, ha- yeah, sports I guess has
0: history. Sport. Sports yeah, has got- a history of, of like these things getting covered up and not getting prosecuted. Like it, it, sports has a very bad reputation. Like that's the reason why it still lingers. Because if this was like. I even even if this was like not not even a celebrity like people would say you know like uh rape charges uh, rape allegations like they don't always get uh prosecuted to the way they should and it's even worse in the, in the in the case of sports yeah famously infam- infamously so so it's so it's so hard to like look at this and say hey so the Las Vegas prosecutor said yeah we're not going to pursue this cuz we don't think we can prove it like that that doesn't actually say whether or not it, 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 well, it only says so much, I should say. It, it only says that the prosecutors weren't confident they could win in court. It doesn't really say that much about whether the crime happened or not.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, so, yeah. I, I guess the thing with Ronaldo's one is obviously there was, like, the whole leaked documents from his lawyers, which had Ronaldo's signature on it, which were leaked by, I was just checking out, uh, Der Spiegel, which is a German publication. Um, which is generally...
0: Which is, which is generally reputable, by the way. Like yeah, generally, generally reputable,
1: reputable. But reputable. there have been like more recent things where they've gone straight on. And I remember reading about that. Um and I guess Ronaldo's lawyers claimed that the documents were edited. By the way, the, the documents essentially alleged that um the woman signed a non disclosure agreement. She was forced to sign a non disclosure agreement and um and had Ronaldo's signature on it. Lawyers claim he um, Ronaldo's lawyers claimed that the documents were edited. Um, Spiegel obviously denied that, and I think there was a claim to sue. I ne- I don't think it ever went like there was never any like public or at least any public um you know lawsuit uh, filed against Spiegel. And It didn't really go anywhere because as as you said the um the allegations never went to court, right? Um yeah. But yeah, like I, it's hard to say with Ronaldo's one. I guess right. in terms of more recent. Allegations towards other people. There's obviously the massive uh Benjamin Mendy story that came out this week as well, mm-hmm. with him being. uh I, I'm trying to remember if he was charged. I think he was charged with four, four counts of sexual assault. I think it's it so rape, right? was I think isn't the language not like don't uh don't the courts never use the word rape? Isn't always sexual assault?
0: Oh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know better here, but yeah, he's been charged with with serious, with serious things.
1: I know in with Australia serious. they don't ever say the like the word rape isn't how the charge is laid, but I don't know regardless. about England and other countries. Yeah, regardless. But, but, yeah,
0: but, so- but, but, but 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 yeah. In, in any case, it, it did. So I I said that I was I felt really good about it because it, it you know it was basically a thing that never happened. I I was like. It was it was a heartwarming story to see the guy go back to the place that gave him his start and that made him a star. But at the same time, it, it was tinged with a little bit of, you know, you, it, how good can you feel for a person who has this hanging over them? And it's one of those things where I was wondering if I was treating sports differently from arts because I feel like in general, w- w- so in terms of. So, so, so in terms of like when I listen to like music or movies by people who are accused of, you know, of, of various, no, not, not even accused, like literally proven to have committed crimes, like a really, really terrible crimes, like R. Kelly, et cetera. Well, not, not R. Kelly not a good example, I guess it's not proven yet. But, but basically, whether it's proven or not, people who, whether they're alleged or whether it's they've been convicted of crimes, I feel like I fall into the category of. I can separate the art from the artist. But for some reason, like it feels different for sports because like once the artist recording the track and the track is out there, I feel like that track is separate from the person. But when the person is performing on the field, you know, that's still the person, you know, it's still actively the person and it feels a little bit different to me.
1: Yeah, I guess um I I always when people always ask me about like how art is accepted by um by people, I, I always go back to the whole um the famous Beatles quote where they essentially said something like, "Once when we're creating the music, we're creating it for, our, for ourselves and we have our own personal meaning. But once that's out in the world, we no longer own the art. The art is no longer owned by us. It's, by, it's owned by every single individual who has their own take on it and their take on it is just as valid as ours. You know what I mean? And obviously the, the Beatles were like the first, maybe not, maybe not the first, but one of the biggest ones to come up where, you know, they were being studied by universities and their, their lyrics were being so scrutinized and so analyzed and they also made meme songs about that but i guess the thing with art is it's accepted and your interpretation of the art is accepted as just as valid as um as the artist's interpretation of the art and the artist's input into the art whereas in sport you know like ultimately all their actions are tied to the person i mean and the person is the person who's doing action and i guess there's no there's no separation there's, there's no like actual physical separation between the art and the artist, because well, every time you see the player do it, you see the player doing his actions right but every time you listen to a song, you're not necessarily listening to the artist in front of you, right like you just listen to their voice or listen to their instruments yeah
0: i mean i don't even I don't even know if this is a meaningful distinction, but like I feel like I still like R. Kelly's songs, but I wouldn't go like hypothetically like, he can't perform now but I would never go to a concert, basically, mm. is, is what I'm saying. And I don't know if this is like, is that like a meaningful distinction or is that just like fucking like arbitrary? Like, Do you think that matters?
1: Um, it's Do I think like personally, like what's my opinion on this? My opinion on this is it's difficult and I don't think I have a rule that just, um, that works for everybody. It's It's hypocritical, I know. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you think, when I really do think about it, I think about how much, <laughs> this is really bad, but I think this is true for everybody in the end. Um, and people who don't admit it are just fucking lying to themselves. That's, that's the whole cold art truth, is how much you actually like the artist, when you listen to this artist. I think it, ma- it makes a massive difference of like um, nostalgia just adds a uh, massive layer to it. Um, how much you like the oh, artist. When you, when you listen to the artist. Like, th- there are levels to it, right? Like, if there was an artist you just listened to a couple of times, you know, you enjoyed their music when it came on, but you had no attachment to it, right? It's going to be different to some some artist or some song that you listened to religiously when you were 14 crying about your first love. Like, that's just the truth, right? So I, I think there is a level to it, and I don't think it's hypocritical. It's, it is hypocritical to say it, but I think it exists. Hypocrisy is just a natural element of, uh, like, the human emotion, right? Uh, but, yeah. Like R. Kelly, for example, or Chris Brown, I just don't have the same, you know, like if, if I never listen to an R. Kelly song in my life again, nothing changes because I don't have an attachment to R. Kelly's music. I don't have an attachment to Chris Brown's music. Um, but other people do. And it makes it more difficult for them to do it, to, you know, admit themselves from the artist. Like, like I told you, I think it might have not been last week, but it a couple weeks ago, I said, I never listen to any Kanye song that has Chris Brown in it. I just don't do it. So it's a weird one. Yeah, I think bringing up Kanye. I don't know if you were, you kept up with how how hard he was trending on Twitter yesterday, but um, he had his third listening concert for an album that doesn't even fucking exist yet and has not been released yet. Um, as, and,
0: as as is, is this an official transition?
1: No, no, no. Um, okay. and he <laughs> okay. he he replaced Kid Cudi, one of the most famous favoured artists for his uh group with uh oh sorry he he replaced Jay Z Jay Z's verse with the baby's verse and the baby has been in the news for lots of things right now, mainly uh by being homophobic. Homophobic comments, yes. Homophobic Ooh. comments and like AIDS related comments. Um and then he also I don't think Marilyn Manson performed but he was there on a on stage, quote unquote, was in a stadium. It, it,
0: it, yes, and he currently has uh like rape allegations levied against him.
1: hmm So it was kind of a weird one. Um, but, Emma, oh, I'm sorry. Kanye's always been one of these guys who just, for better or worse, whether you agree with it or not, just loves bringing controversy into himself. And he likes taking on things that other people seem uncool. Like the most famous example is him using the Confederate flag in his rollout of the album Jesus, right? Now, obviously, none mm. of these are actually Kanye doing these things, right? They're always from, you know, tra- tangentially related to him, right? Like just having. Do I want Kanye to have a song with. Uh, with Chris Brown? No. I'd prefer if he doesn't have a song with Chris Brown. Right? But does that make Kanye a bad person that I shouldn't listen to just because he has a song with Chris Brown? Then the, you know, that question gets a bit harder.
0: Mm, yeah, the rubric changes.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, like, I feel, I feel okay listening
0: to music that's already been made. But when it comes to like supporting this person in the present, that's when it feels icky to me. And I, and again, I don't know if that's hypocritical or not. It's like making a distinction between live performances now and old performances then. Like I, I don't know if it can, making a decision between that actually matters or not. I think
1: trying to find but that the is logic I, in I doesn't like. Yeah, the logic yeah. I don't
0: know if there's a lot. I don't know if there's logic in it, but that's basically what I'm doing. It's like I I, I listen to all R. Kelly songs if I like them, and but but I wouldn't. Yeah, it's not like I would listen. And again, this is like a dumb hypothetical because he's probably headed to jail very soon. So, but I, but I wouldn't like, like go to a concert or anything like that.
1: Is Keith the other? Keith's going to give his opinion? Remember him saying he was somewhat interested in this topic.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm here. So I think I think this topic it was it was last week or the week before something like that came up. Yeah, something similar. Yeah, uh, we, okay. we touched
0: upon it. We touched upon it in bits.
2: I think one of the the things that gets to people is whether the artist is like alive, right? Cuz then they're still directly profiting off of yeah. your interaction with their art. Um cuz it's it's one of the things that always comes up with uh with like JK Rowling and Harry Potter is nobody wants to uh turn their back on Harry Potter like all the Harry Potter fans don't want to turn their back on the franchise but they also like struggle with directly supporting JK Rowling and her turf ways so uh, I think I, f- I feel like that is a big part of it for me is whether they're still alive or not like if somebody did something terrible and they're dead I'm like okay, like, it doesn't matter if I consume their art or not. Right. Like they're not, I'm not giving them anything. Like even if it goes to their estate or whatever, but I mean, I try not to uh, like it. I don't know if indulge is the right word, but I try not to like partake in the art of somebody who did something that I would consider egregious, but um, if they're still alive, it's just I don't know it's weird like I like I have a a huge attachment to R Kelly's music um, but I haven't made any sort of decision to not listen to R Kelly's music um on like on purpose or anything like that, but when. And R. Kelly song comes on, it just feels different. Um, because like at family functions and stuff like that, parties, there's always like uh some R. Kelly song or another that uh would get played, and uh it's not something that that's happened lately, uh, because of COVID and stuff like that. But I feel like the next one I end up at is probably going to have an R. Kelly song because of, a, a like, um, like unaware boomers in the family. <laughs> and it's going to be weird when it happens. But I don't know. Like, I don't suddenly dislike the uh, insane saga that is trapped in the closet now that R. Kelly has, like, been outed as a freak. So I don't know. Would I ever I mean, listen to I it mean, like again by choice? I don't know. Probably not, but you know, it could happen.
0: Would Would you feel different if he was convicted and he went to j- and he's basically put in jail for life? So even though the royalties go to his estate, uh, it doesn't benefit him. So would you feel different then if he was? Uh, if he was.
2: I don't know. I I feel like the. Like I get what you're saying. I I don't know. I feel like the the death is like a finality type of thing, but also it it like puts it in the past, right? Like if he's still alive just in jail, he's not directly profiting from it, but like he's still there. Like like a like a haunting specter over his own work until like it's not in the past just cuz he's locked up. Even if he's not profiting from it, I think that's like another layer to it.
1: So, you yeah. think once someone dies, it's fair game?
2: Yeah. Well, I think like, like time, right? So, so it's you, actually like, the
1: time that matters, not death.
2: Yeah. Cause the, the death allows you to, to like move on from it in a way. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But like like, I don't think anybody would be like all right we can't buy anything more harry potter and then jk rowling dies and then the next day they're like gonna go out and buy a reprint of harry potter right like there's still you like you need some time there
1: okay so it's not an instantaneous transition um I, i always find that interesting when i was i was like doing um Doing uh, books, you know, like novels that are from, like from like the nineteen hundreds or even the eighteen hundreds. And some of uh, my more astute students would always research the. I don't, I don't know why they'd do that, but they'd always bring up, like for example, um, who's the dude that makes, uh, Alice in Wonderland? What's his name?
2: Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll. Yeah, Lewis he Carole, has some yeah. sus
1: shit around him and children. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, at, at at a certain point, like all those majority white dudes who you know uh uh, did some shit whether it be racism you know sexism the things that just wouldn't fly in today's society and honestly like didn't fly back then realistically a lot of them um you know like at at a certain point how much then then you're just canceling every single artist have existed in the past you know just 2000 plus years of of human society right yeah, you can't, you can't go that far, like straight. you just can't. I mean, some people think that they can, obviously.
2: And I but feel it's, like so it's a very small I, minority. I feel like there's a there's there's probably something in here that needs to be said. I guess because uh, not that we have an audience that would say this, but you know, just to cover all bases here, uh, I think it also matters, um, like c- celebrating or uh acknowledging public figures for their art or what they're known for is like, uh, it like separates people. I should say. So like Lewis Carroll, if he did like terrible things, right. But like, you're not, uh, you're not like celebrating Lewis Carroll. You're just like reading a book that he wrote. That's like, is not the same as like building monuments to like slavers. Okay, just because like slavers are dead doesn't mean that everything they did is absolved. When all they were like known for was being slave owners, right? So, yeah, I
1: yeah, feel it's, like that's
2: I feel like that should be stated just for the record that well, uh, well dead well, people <laughs> in time passing does not like <laughs> oh, absolve no, everything.
0: I mean, if you really want to go in that direction, then then, then you're you're talking about like all of America's like founding fathers. Not all, but like a lot of America's founding fathers. In that case, it's like oh, you know, like, like, you know, like Thomas Jefferson.
1: Hmm.
2: Yes, but all the founding fathers should be canceled.
1: <laughs> no. I thought you said cancel culture doesn't exist. And
2: it doesn't exist. so you said. Be.
1: They're not just known for being slavers, right? They did some other shit.
2: No, <laughs> uh, I mean, they were white, slave-owning imperialists. So basically everything... They, I mean, they created the United States of America. So basically, they committed the worst crime possible.
1: That, that is true. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's a good hot take. <laughs> just cut that right there. And um, any any sponsorship deals that we could have possibly ever had... On the, actually, you know what? If... um if spotify could give how much did they give what's his name uh joe rogan how much did they give him how much money they
2: like, give? A, like a hundred two hundred million something like that something what, what, ridiculous i thought it was hot. way less
1: than that anyways uh, amazon prime music which is now ha- has a podcast section uh just just know that we can be just as um abrasive and as a hot take as joe rogan um and if you would like to give us not even a hundred million, I'm, I'm I'm a nice person. Just ten million dollars, um, you can give us ten million dollars either through contractual agreements or through the website www.coffee.com. that's ko ficom slash the juju's. Just saying, just saying, you know, hot takes aren't only we can we can pull them out. We can pull them out.
2: Totally off topic and going against probably everything that you just said you know they're selling like models of jeff bezos's dick rocket um they're selling like mini models of it but the way that it's designed i was like this seems like it would be a terrible dildo and they should have just like leaned into that more oh, wait, is it, so, is it,
0: so what wait
2: wait
0: wait wait so, so, so they're selling like like uh miniature models plastic models of Jeff Bezos' space rocket that he went into space with, which looks, you know, like very much like a penis. Yeah. And and Keith, you're claiming that they should have just, instead of making like a plastic model, it should just have been made of like pure silicone because well, that's
2: what. The design of it. So like the top, it like, it like tapers, like it goes down and like becomes bigger, like the head of a penis. But then underneath that, it just like, it's like a flat ledge type of thing. That feels like it, I mean, feels like it looks like it would hurt on the way out. So I feel like if they just like tapered that off a little bit and rounded some edges, it, like it would or, just be a dildo,
0: or, or just make like it, or make it a semi soft material like silicone, and then it would just then it would just be a dildo.
1: Yeah. If you, if you would like our input on sex, to, sex instruments and sex toys, um, please contact us at Amazon because we really do have strong opinions on this, like possibly stronger opinions on this than anything else we've ever said on the podcast. And um, we can help you guys out. Definitely help you guys out. Uh, By the way, I just want to say I'm not against sex toys. I'm not against sex workers. Do your thing, you know, supporting sex workers and all. But, um, so Amazon, like if you want us to sell this product, we're we're fine with selling it as a sex toy or otherwise. Just saying.
2: True. Facts.
0: Yes. Yes. at, at... I don't know how he got there. He's like not against sex toys. Then I mean, you're like not against sex workers. Not against sex. Not against.
1: I'm not against. Actually, I'm against some <laughs> were, things. I was about to say I'm not against anything. <laughs> where, where 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 were you going
0: with that? Any any anyway. I, I Mo- just wanted to
1: tangentially in. relate related to uh, on the OnlyFans.
0: Okay. Anyway, move, moving on. Moving on. So. Uh, our second topic, man. I feel like we we just randomly handled a bunch of random topics through the through soccer. How did we even get here? But our our next topic of the day is chicken balls, baby.
1: Okay.
0: Next topic of the day is so a few a few dozen episodes ago we talked about ads going through Cowboy Bebop. belatedly appreciating the series, a classic anime series.
1: Topics? Yeah. Do it, do, it, do it. I just want to fucking flame some shit.
0: What do you think it was going to be? Anyway, yeah, so, Ad, so Ads was talking about how he belatedly got to watching an anime classic, Cowboy Bebop, watching the series, appreciating the music. And recently, we've learned, well, I mean, we knew it was coming for a while. again Netflix has, has been making this for a while. They've been making a live action adaptation of Cowboy Bebop. But recently, we finally got to see some some stills, some teas, some photos. And um, the reactions were mixed on the internet. And uh, I want to hear what you guys think about it too, Ads. What were, okay, no, Ads. What, what were your thoughts on the revealed stills, these still photos from the Cowboy Bebop Netflix adaptation?
1: My fuck me, um, I think it looks like shit. I really do. I think a lot of it looks like some like not even some really good. Really good cosplayers, like some above-average cosplayers, came together and wanted to cosplay Cowboy Bebop. But then, then I thought, how else is it supposed to look, right? Like, I think, uh, I think Jet Black looks really good. I, I'm impressed with that. I like the attention to the detail. I, I, I guess I wasn't going to watch it anyway, so what does my opinion actually matter? But it does matter. It does matter. Uh, because Netflix should feel bad about themselves. They should feel bad that they're even trying to ruin. They can't ruin it, but they—they're sullying the reputation of this anime because there are going to be people who whose Only experience of this anime is watching this show, and they're never going to watch the show. Even if, okay, there are going to be some people who like the show so much they might watch the anime, which is good. I don't think that's going to happen for many people, and I think there's going to be more people. And if we're doing, you know, the math, the mathematics, mathematicians on this, um, who see how trash this thing is going to be because it will be trash, and I have no doubt about it, and I'm saying it right now. It will be fucking trash, uh, and never watch that anime because they'll think the anime is trash as well. And that's 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 the biggest, uh, the most, the most upsetting thing for me. Nothing else is more upsetting for me because I don't care if this is dog shit, but I do.
0: Mm. All right, Keith, what, what do you think? What's your take on the reveals?
2: As someone who has never seen the anime, and
0: Keith, you saying at a lot present of
2: present does not watch anime, uh, because it's trash. That's a lie, but whatever. Uh, I think it looks good. I think they did a good job uh, of adapting the costumes to like modern live-action uh, looks. Except for the spike suit, which, I mean, just looks like spike suit. I don't know. They didn't really do much to it. But I think Faye's costume looks good. I'm interested in the show. I mean, I've always been interested in the show since and or movie uh, since back when Keanu Reeves has been trying to get it made for years.
0: Wait, why were you interested even though you've never watched it? Like just because of the reputation, like because of the aura around this legendary show? Well, I've been
2: I was interested uh, before, but I was I mean, I was also watching anime before, but I just never got around to watching Cowboy Bebop. Um, but I'm, I'm always interested in these sort of like live action adaptations to see what, You're what the happens with them.
1: You're the person who gets these things made. Uh, okay.
2: I mean, okay so, so... More or less, but I don't actually watch a lot of them. Like I never watched live action Death Note and I never saw the Death Note anime either. I only watched one episode of it ever.
0: Okay. Okay. So, so this is like a good segue into, into my take on this, but so I don't know how many of you guys have watched. So, so basically in Japan, if any anime or any manga series is popular enough, it will get some kind of shitty, low budget live action movie adaptation. And there's a lot of these, like Rurouni Kenshin, Full Metal Alchemist, you know Sailor Moon. You can watch, you can go on YouTube and you look up. You could look up any number of these, and they all fucking suck. They they all look.
2: I thought the Rurouni Kenshin movies were like real good.
0: No.
1: My dad watched it. Who the the fuck says that?
2: I thought that was like the general consensus that the Rurouni Kenshin movies were real good.
1: My dad watched it and he loved it. And he watched both. And it was like six hours of his life. And I didn't understand why he was still watching the same movie for six hours. Wait, wait,
0: your dad, do you watch it with him or did he he watch it? No,
1: I was just, I walked into the kitchen to like get, my dad was in um, isolation (laughs) for two weeks. He had nothing to do. He was just watching Netflix all day. And he watched those movies and he really liked them. But he said that was so long, and he was like, "What the?" F-? He didn't really understand what was going on at halftime.
0: Okay, okay. so so as as someone who loved the Ruin Ronikenshin manga and never watched the anime, I fucking hated the Ruin Kenshin movie. I I thought it was just awful. And so basically, like my but opinion on this, la-
2: yeah.
0: So so basically, no, well, Keith didn't watch it. That's what he heard.
2: It is has eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I think Wax it, is on the wrong side of history.
0: Keith, 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 Keith talk to. Was Keith has been like chatting with your dad on like WhatsApp or something like that. That's that's what's happening. But in, in any case, I basically like the reason why I think all of these Japanese like live action, the Japanese produced live action anime movies, suck is because they're too faithful to the original in terms of like oh we got to make the costumes look very very similar, we got to make the visual look very very similar, we got to make basically they're, they're trying to make things very very faithful. And And by by doing so by making things too faithful, they're sort of uh glossing over like why like animation is different from real life. you, you gotta make some adaptations. like things that look fine in animated form. like anime characters, they're super deformed. like look at their faces, look at their like body, like their proportions. They're not real people. So things that look okay on them, once you put the, project them onto real life people, they look really fucking weird. Which is why like *Rurouni Kenshin*, like ah man, the look of the characters—it just looks so corny and so hokey. I I I just can't get over how bad the characters look in *Rurouni Kenshin*, or how bad they looked in the *Full Metal Optimist* real life movie. And I see the exact same thing in this Netflix adaptation of *Cowboy Bebop*, even though it's done by like a Western theater Western production company. I'm assuming. I think they went for too much of like a one-to-one, trying to trying to recreate these costumes and looks too directly and they just don't look good like they like they're i'll give them points for trying to be faithful and maybe some fans like that but i just think they look ridiculous in that setting when you're making an anime movie in real life you gotta account for the fact that real life looks different from animation you gotta make it look more natural
2: i mean you say that but the internet is literally losing their mind that Faye's costume is not exactly like the anime
1: that's wrong, I'm, oh, I'm the so, so I'm the internet. So 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 I
0: I have I have understood that. Like I I I I have noticed that that's the difference. Where like we're we're completely split. I think it's too faithful, and the, and the internet the inter, no no the internet doesn't care about the costume. The internet co- co- like cares about her bodily proportions, and and that's the thing. Like a person like Faye Valentine doesn't exist in real life. Like no one has that body in real life. So that's that's just like internet nerds being kind of ridiculous.
2: I mean, I mean, yes, it is the body proportions, but it's, it's also literally the costume. Like the, if you go and look at like the discourse about the adaptation and Faye Valentine, it's literally like, look at these cosplayers who were able to stand still in this picture in this costume and look great versus, yeah, but, you know, but, we but, can't.
0: But cosplay is not like a real is not a full movie. A cosplay uh, is like a the,
1: Cosplay is not real. <laughs> yes, get, yes. Us, get, get the internet mad people true again, get a amazon. real job
2: cosplay is not a job
1: amazon again look <laughs> at us look at us go Two, 10 million please
2: dress up oh. is not a job stop being I, losers
1: like cosplay exists
0: in a, in a really really weird zone and, and like i can't even describe it it's well it's hard to describe it, it exists in like a weird zone where you're trying to project this thing in real life and you accept it because people are like hey because cause you understand what the goal is. You understand that, hey, I'm trying to portray this thing that should only exist if it's exaggerated, animated, or drawn world in real life. And we're, tr- we're doing our best job to recreate it. And you understand the premise. If someone showed you like a cosplayer's costume without context that like, you didn't know it was cosplay and you just saw it, you'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, this is like ridiculous. It's absurd. So cosplay really only works with the context of knowing that this is an homage. This is... Intentionally trying to do their best job of trying to do an impossible task, recreate a fictional animated scene in real life. So that's why cosplay works. It, it doesn't. You can't do an entire movie with cosplay because that's absurd. It, it just looks ridiculous.
2: Yeah, you and I understand that. The internet doesn't. That's yeah, literally I mean, their argument. They're like, you know, you look at these cosplayers standing in a still photo in a one-to-one replica outfit. How come Netflix, with a bigger budget, couldn't do this? Like, that's yes, literally they, their argument, and it's yeah, insane. They, they, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I, okay. I, I know the I know the complaints about Fade not being slutty enough. Yes, yes. Like that, that that's so fucking stupid.
1: So here's the question, yeah. Do you think with these live-action movies... Who do you think the audience is for these live-action movies? Is it the people who are diehard fans of the anime? Because it's not, right? Like, there's no way that, that that's the audience you're going for. Uh, it, no. No. So so it's either people who are, you know, casually watched the, the anime, thought it was pretty decent, and also people who might have heard of the anime, or and also there's going to be a large proportion of people who's never heard of the anime and just watched it because, you know, Netflix drives their fucking content down your throat so hard and tries to make it as impossible as as impossible as possible to not actually watch the shit you want to watch. Um, and those are the people you're going to attract. And in which case, the costumes don't fucking matter. Facts. They don't matter to those people. So, like, I guess Wax is right. Like, who cares if the costumes don't, don't match? Because they don't care. Like, the people who are actually going to watch this. I'm not going to watch this. As a diehard Cavalier fan, I will tell you now, it doesn't matter how good this is. I'm not watching it. But it's okay, because I'm not the audience.
2: Uh, I may or may not watch it.
1: I will probably watch it just
0: out of, like, curiosity. But what I don't... Do well, i wa- I watch, ep- watch an episode. I'll watch an episode or two. Like, I, I watched the first Road movie, and I was like, this fucking sucks. And then I didn't watch number two. So, so that's the best I could do.
1: Did you, um, did any of you guys watch like any of the other anime live actions other than like Kid? Did you watch any of them? Uh,
2: I mean, I've probably seen some. Did uh, you guys watch Witch, not the, off the top of my head.
1: Because I think which is the most well received one. I guess it's not an yes. anime, it's a movie, it's a game. Uh, did you guys watch that one?
2: Yeah.
0: Max? Yeah. W- 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 which is which a bit different though? Uh,
1: yeah, it is. I did not watch that either. See I have morals. I was just oh, that
2: I, I have morals and you guys don't. I talked about this on my other show, uh a brief intermission. Uh, Dragon Ball Evolution and oh, like, The Last Airbender. <laughs>
1: uh the most derided, derided uh, film anime In films
2: of all time. Absolutely incredible movies, uh masterpieces, if I would be so bold. Uh Great, adapted uh, costumes, um, you know, just perfect in every way, truly.
1: I can't tell, I'm pretty sure it's sarcasm, but at this point, Keith has been such a meme in the past 20 minutes that I can't, I can't tell it's true. Uh,
2: yeah. No, I'm dead serious. It is so good. Akira Toriyama thought the movie was so good that he was Shut like, I up. need to come out of retirement and make Shut more up. Dragon Ball. That's how good the movie was.
0: Yeah. Oh, and by the by the way, like, I'd say yeah. So, so the re- okay, whatever. Okay, fine. No, I don't. But in any case, The Witcher. I was just gonna say the entire game, like the point of the game, the aesthetic of the game is it's trying to look realistic. All the character models, like they're trying to look as much as human as human as possible. Like they're trying to push the limits of computer graphics to make it look realistic. So when you translate that. Roughly, you know, realistically to the screen, it 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 works. Like that's the big difference between, you know, a modern video game, like The Witcher, Witcher three, and well, not whatever the Witcher series, and an anime. An anime is it's it's intentionally not trying to look like real life, and that's why you can't do these ridiculous, you know, one to you can't do attempt these very very faithful translations because. It's not based on the same premise. It just looks ridiculous when you make it you cover it through a life. At least video game are trying to look like real life.
2: Yeah, yeah okay. I feel like the the better uh example would just be the MCU. Um and you can you can even see uh over the decade or whatever the evolution in the costumes and the like the old original Avengers costumes looked fine at the time. They look ridiculous compared to where the costumes ended up 10 years later. Uh, Captain America specifically uh, with his like super bright blue classic uh, look in the original Avengers versus the more um, like gritty, grimy, dark Navy. Um, looks in the later movies
0: yeah and i think that's yeah that's a good thing they've learned through time they're like they've really learned to straddle the line between you know this is ridiculous superhero shit but could you plausibly like ever so slightly plausibly see someone wearing this in real life and obviously the answer is no but it's the you know, they they get closer to that line where it's I, it's ridiculous, but a little not as ridiculous as it was before.
1: But I, th- I think the difference is, and is that kids dress up as Spider Man, kids dress up as Superman, so like or, or like Catwoman, whatever they are, you know what I mean. So like, there is an expectation, a, a, a big expectation there that is attached to to real life, whereas none of these anime fans. Uh, dressing up as spicy or, or a very small proportion of them are actually doing cosplay, right? Whereas you know, every kid grew up wearing a Spider-Man outfit, for example. So I think that matters as well. I think that's why. Well,
0: no, well, well no, no, no. I, 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 can't, I, for this, the kids don't matter. The kids will like buy whatever merch you make for them. Like the kids, they're they're not discerning about this. This is just about trying to make. This is but just trying to make you know going from cr- you know like mass. Is pure mass market crass art to something that's a little bit more elevated, basically, because obviously the baseline of all these things is just to like, you know, reach a broader possible audience as possible and just, you know, sell shit. But the reason why, you know, the MCU is so successful is because they work on, on like one more level. It's like, oh, this is not just completely selling out. And part of that is the costume design. Part of that is like making it like, okay, this is like like, like 2% believable and not 0% believable.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah for sure so yeah anyway I, that, I think the end conclusion for that was the fact that
0: fuck the Cowboy Bebop sucks but that well, who knows but
1: also fuck the anime anime lovers do your own shit Netflix do your thing
2: live action greater than animation I mean I and hope so
1: it'll fuck, be good man fuck uh, That's too <laughs> what what he knows he knows
0: all right. all right, All right. Let's close out with our song recommendations for the day. You know what? I'll go first this time. Um for no reason whatsoever. I'm not, not not no reason whatsoever, but I'm going to recommend Aretha Franklin's Chain of Fools. I just ran, was randomly going through YouTube and I and I came across it, across it the, uh, the other day and I remembered, oh yeah, this song is good. And even though it's a super famous song that you should all know, I realized that some of you are just, you know, zoomers who haven't listened to old music. So and you don't know the classic from the past. So yeah. Aretha Franklin, Chain of Fools, listen to it. It's a good song.
1: Yeah. Um, my song of the week, I'll go next. Uh my song of the week is Amano Jaku by M. MMM. That's three M's in a row. Um, she's a singer, songwriter, contemporary folk artist from Japan. Um, I've been listening to this song a lot when I'm trying to sleep. So I've had terrible sleep for the past two weeks. But I slept for 16 hours a couple of days ago, so I feel a lot better. Um, and, yeah, it's a really nice song. I think I think the my favourite aspect of her music is the fact that she includes a counter bass or contrabass, whatever you want to say. It, if I'm pronouncing it in Italian, I don't know what the fuck it is. But, yeah, it kind of, like, ma- matches her singing style. She has a somewhat unique singing style that really goes well, I think. So, yeah, listen to that. I'm on a Jakku by... Mm, that's three M's in a row, no spaces.
2: And for me, uh, one week removed from the first dance and the return of the best in the world, CM Punk, to wrestling, (laughs) Uh, I have to go with Cult of Personality by Living Color. Great song, great entrance theme, great wrestling.
1: Great song. Great song. Uh, Dubiously good wrestler. I don't know about great wrestler. I hated CM Punk when I was a kid.
2: Wow, that's the best in the world right there. The What's former it? voice of the voiceless. The
0: self-proclaimed, no, 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 the self-proclaimed best in
1: the world. Hey, I I, yeah, I, I mean, laughed we'll myself see. when he got fucking destroyed in UFC. That was so funny.
2: See, this that, is now, why, why that live really action funny. is better than animation, right? Because you're a hater.
1: I'm a hater. Yeah. All right. I think that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Uh you can check us out at coffee that's ko fi.com slash the if you'd like to support us monetarily. Did, but otherwise
0: Did you say W did you say WWE dot because you're thinking I? about wrestling?
1: Did, I dunno I? I don't know, I didn't catch that. I didn't catch that yeah, either. Whatever. Uh whatever. wax is again just dementia. Dementia. Um Yeah, you can go there, support us monetarily, but honestly, listening is just good enough. So on behalf of everybody, thanks for listening. And we'll catch you guys when we catch you guys. Peace.